stop the music, stop the music. Okay. It's the night shift, Jeremy. This isn't the normal PG podcast. Oh, We that's need some true. new tunes. Let's okay. buckle up. Here we go. You ready? Hit it. All right. Welcome into the Parental Guidance Podcast. This week night on shift. the Night Shift, we are reviewing Mike Birbiglia's newest Netflix special, The, the new, new One. There we are. Oh, we did that. We didn't even practice that. Gosh. Uh, it would have been better if we just said nothing about it, Jason, and just pretended that we were that awesome all the time. I just like people to know the synergy that's happening just magically on mm. the spot. Gotcha. It's yeah. Like art. Now, anyway, uh, for those of you who do not know, Mike Birbiglia is a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. I love his stuff, uh, and relatively clean too. I mean, it, for the, I mean, it's it's still not something you're going to listen to with kids. Oh but, gosh, no! Like this you isn't... can listen to. I'm saying more clean as in like you can listen to it without the f bomb being dropped every other word. Which you know, when it, when somebody's just swearing too much in anything, it just kind of takes me out. I was like, oh my gosh, this sentence would have been over half a minute ago if you just said the sentence anyways um but i've always enjoyed his stuff i think he's got a really fun take on things and so i was really excited when i saw this i was like oh oh a new mike burbiglia show and so i was like yeah we, we got to watch this because uh, we haven't really done a comedy show since we did the steve martin and martin short correct special that yeah yeah back. that's true uh and that one was really fun we really enjoyed that, that one, one was great yeah. yeah so i was like and i i see mike Barbi- mike Bur- mike Burbiglia, oh, his name is sometimes. It's uh, I was like, okay, we got to watch this, or I'm gonna watch it. But if Jeremy's up for reviewing it, we're off. Oh, for sure. And I was not impressed. Yeah, I was disappointed. And I mean, for me, like I said, I've you know, I'll go on Spotify and I've listened to some of his specials a few times because it gets me every time. I just love his delivery, his style, everything. And I was pretty disappointed with this. I thought it was kind of bland. Uh, I just didn't laugh that much. I mean, he's going off on the whole tangent of he's a new father, and he's just kind of talking about kids and parenting and all that kind of stuff. And it was just sort of, eh. Yeah, honestly, uh, man, and I get it. Okay, with comedians, first off, they open their lives up. Mm-hmm. So that is for, by you know first off that is a very impressive thing to do to just be that vulnerable you know yeah. and actually tell truths or mostly truths Most you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah so you tell these things and yeah that is you know hats off to every comedian for actually being willing to do that because mm-hmm. that's what people ask for now yeah. you know people like want to know every like detail they can about your lives and for you to be funny about it you know and man I I was torn so many times between laughing. And being, like, sad and dismayed and, like, feeling <laughs> bad for him or, like, wondering if there was a different way to go about things, you know? Yeah. Because there's, there's obviously so many different ways of telling a story. There's so many types of storytellers. And the best storytellers are able to talk about, you know, uh, different pains or frustrations or, you know, new beginnings. And they're able to kind of craft it to where you... You're going along with them. You feel their pain, but again, you're also able to laugh with them. And I felt like a lot of times I wasn't laughing. Yeah, yeah, it was. And the thing with it is is he's had shows before where he's talked about, because he has a sleep disorder, where he'll get up 
and he'll sleepwalk, but he'll physically act out what's going on in his dreams. Like he's jumped through a window on a second story of a, as he likes to say, a La Quinta Inn in Walla Walla, Washington. And he, so he has all this stuff that he has. He gets into this sleeping bag that's all zipped up and he has mittens that he has to wear on his hands so he can't unzip it. And so he, sometimes he just kind of goes into stuff with his life and it's interesting, but like, I mean, it could have been crafted, I think, in a way and set up in a way that was funnier. It was almost too much of a, you know, and I mean, let's face it, comedians are famous for being self-loathing and kind of self-hating in a way, you know, rip on themselves and talk about how miserable they are as a human being yeah. and trying to dig the humor out of that. And usually he does a good job with that. And I don't feel like he did as good a job with it on this one. I was just disappointed. I wasn't laughing as much. Like you said, yeah. it was more of a, yeah, that that's tough. That's going to yeah. be. When I, I feel like, like you said, a lot of comedians are Kind of a woe able, is me. Yeah. I, but too much woe is me, I think. Too much, well, I guess way. too much. But I feel like his writing just wasn't. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can have as much woe as me as you want. There are a lot of comedians who dig into that, and they're hilarious. You know what I mean? They're able to talk about stuff that is so painful, mm-hmm. yet so funny. You know what I mean? And there, there are audiences for that. But he, I feel like a lot of times in this one, he was too scatterbrained. He wasn't focused enough, which I get. Yeah, you get you do a lot of asides as a comedian. I felt like he did too many I felt like he didn't hit stuff hard enough at times, and I felt like it just just progressed slowly, too mm-hmm. slow. I felt like if he tightened this up, like took out maybe uh, maybe 15 minutes of it, it would have been much better. But it just felt yeah. like it was a little too drawn out. Yeah, I think it's an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, so I, if you cut it down to an hour— Gosh, if it was it 60 minutes, I think it would have been based. better. And yeah. I think—but that's the thing. I mean, we— you know, we're critiquing a, a comedy, you know, special and comedy is subjective and it's hit or miss. Yeah. You know? And I mean, for all we know, he may take this show and he may go on the road with it and parse it down and shrink it down to 60 minutes. You know, this is something where you're seeing, you know, because I know like the Steve Martin, Martin Short special that we saw on Netflix. Yeah. They traveled with that mm-hmm. and they mixed it up into different things in different locations um, because I think it was... Was Martin Short? I think Martin Short or Steve Martin. One of them was on Conan O'Brien's podcast and kind of talked about the show a little bit. You know, and they talk about just the whole process of doing it. And you kind of you mix it up so that's not the yeah. exact same thing all uh, the time. Yeah, well, at right? one point in the special, they go, "That's a new one, <laughs> right?" <laughs> yeah. Which man? Yeah, they, that was fun. Makes me yeah, want to go back and watch that. I now. know they were they were well crafted. And uh, Mike Birbiglia, the the reason if this was a new person that we were watching, had mm-hmm. no no idea who he was, no experience. I would be like, this guy's pretty good. I think I'm going to be excited for his next thing. And instead, because we already know who he is, it's more of a, well, this was all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's like different sequels that come out where you're like, oh, man, that wasn't that good. But if it was a standalone film, you'd be like, this was great, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and I mean, it's certainly not something where you're going to be like, oh, I'm never going to listen to Mike Birbiglia again. No, um, and there were know, there were enough notes for me to watch or listen to. And I try to do that with comedy. I try to listen to as like give as, as much of it a sh- shot as I can, because there's always something in there that's going to make you laugh. And if you're open to listening to anything, generally, you're open to laughing at more, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you do this and you watch it, you know, you will take away things. Obviously, for parenting, you will take away a lot of things that you're like, I will do that. I won't do that. We should do this. We won't do that. Oh, I remember that. I remember this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's 
just but one that's just... not really honestly if you're going to sit down to take an hour and 20 minutes out of your night on a Friday or a Saturday once the kids are in bed or if you don't have kids and you're listening to this because you know we review stuff that aren't just for kids um, it, you're better off putting on get get Spotify or whatever music yeah. app and listen to some if you want to listen to him uh, like hit my girlfriend's boyfriend is probably my favorite show that he's that I've ever heard him do absolutely hilarious I mean like belly laughing tears in your eyes type of laughing hmm. uh, love it so that would be a better thing to go hit for microbiglia to get a feel for you know him at his peak in terms of what he can do this isn't peak I feel yeah. like uh and it's just I or if you want to watch something on Netflix just go watch Steve Martin Martin short special again yeah or trevor noah's specials on netflix yeah uh, those are good dave chappelle's ones i haven't also, seen his yet he's in my he's on my queue they're but. also good but that's one of the ones where you have yeah. to be very open because dave chappelle is much like you i don't know, know that he understands the word boundaries from what well, i've heard <laughs> yeah he's so but which i'm fine with it's, yeah chappelle is very much like south park yeah. where nothing is sacred everything is up for grabs and man, does he go for it sometimes. But as he, like, if you watch both of them, if you watch both of them sequentially, he mm-hmm. talks about the pitfalls of that from the first one, which is funny when he talks about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, can you do a spoiler alert for a comedy show? Uh, I, I Can you even spoil it? I don't know. Okay. Potential spoiler alert. If somebody's still planning on watching the Mike Birbiglia, don't bring an 11-year-old to oh, a comedy show. gosh. He, there's, there's, he sees a kid in the second row and actually has an aside. He stops his show and he's like, uh, how old are you? And she's like, 11. And he goes, okay. Um, and he basically gives a disclaimer to her. That you know, he's not like, a bad person. Yeah, like, I'm not a bad person. Her mom is a bad person. Yeah. You just have bad parents. Yeah. And you don't bring an 11-year-old to a comedy show unless the comedy is like, Yeah, you know, they do. They do PG furbies. and they do PG-13 comedy. On cruise yeah. ships, they actually do that. On cruise yeah. ships, they'll do family-friendly uh, comedy. And then later at night, they'll do but comedy. But not on Broadway. Just for adults, generally. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, there are lots of Broadway shows you can bring an 11-year-old to. Bringing an 11-year-old to a comedy show is very progressive, I will say. Um, and yeah. you will end up with a lot of questions afterwards, yeah. especially what, depending on the comedian. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Mike Birbiglia is fairly clean in terms of the word usage, but the topics are not off. I mean, no. there's a lot of sex talk in this one. I mean, it's, yes. it's freaking, it's about being a parent. And to have a kid, you got to talk sex. And there's a lot of it in this one. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just, <laughs> you don't bring in a lot. Just don't bring, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. That's it. That was my big note from it. It was like, why? Why now, would you? Like, I have a 12-year-old. I'm not going to let him listen or watch Mike Birbiglia at the age of 12. Yeah. Now, here's a funny story. Now, Katie and I, we went to, this was years ago. Um, you remember that movie, like, Olympus Has Fallen? Yeah. Like, Gerard Butler. I think there's now, like anyway, three of them now There's, like, something. so many. It's, like, Fast and the Furious now, and I think right. they're planning on making more. <laughs> now, anyway... There used to be in federal uh, in federal way. There used to be this two dollar theater, mm-hmm. and all it was was they would show movies that are in between being at the theater and being on DVD. Oh, okay, and they would show them for two dollars. So you'd go watch a movie for two dollars. So sometimes yeah. the movies there sucked, but you're like, hey, it's two bucks. Let's just go watch a movie. And so we went and we watched Olympus Has Fallen, 
and we're watching it and all of a sudden like he pulls out this knife because he's about to interrogate this person you know and like Mm -hmm. obviously torture them because we know in quotes torture works right Right. no uh wrong anyway (laughs) so he pulls out this knife and then i hear just from the right back right of me i hear is that a knife like what what is there a child in here there's a kid he's just gunned down so many people and now he's just gonna stab this guy and torture him and then murder him because you know he he can and you bring a kid to a rated r olympus has fallen shoot him up and i'm not talking like an 11 year old yeah i'm talking this kid was like five like five years old Gosh, that's just like when we also watched. How that's to, why we have we also pod, watched podcast people. Dude, we also watched How to Be Single in theaters, which is another movie that goes into talking about sex and that kind of stuff sometimes too, right? And there was like, I swear, she was nine or ten, just a mom, and she brought her like nine or ten year old daughter. I'm just shaking my head right now. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, just this kind of stuff happens, and it's it's well, very it's odd. people and it's parenting. I mean. I guess if you wanna if you wanna set up a spectrum and a scale of horrible things you can do as a parent, you know, taking a kid to a movie that's not age appropriate certainly isn't gonna rank on the horrible end, but careless, thoughtless, maybe kinda a little uh foolish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, to each their own, yeah, I guess. It's just not it, that's just one of those things where yeah, I, I I don't because I I get I get wary sometimes of saying too much as far as oh that's just not that's just not appropriate. No, People and I like, get oh, that I get but that too. And it also depends on it. age appropriateness. It also depends on how like open to talking about things the parent is too, because yeah. there are a lot of different you know like people and books and stuff about incredibly open parenting and just being able to talk with them. But at the same time, if your kid is nine or ten. You don't have to have all the sex talks with them just yet. No, it's it's about age appropriateness. You know, it's yeah. like having I, I'll talk about anything with anybody. I could not care less. I don't have walls or boundaries in that regard. So, I want to talk about something, I'll talk about it. You know, I may not be well informed, in which case I'll be like, I don't know much about this, but I'll give you my thoughts off the top of my head, type of thing. Yeah. But you also have to have a balance between that and, you know, like you said, nine year old. I don't need to talk to my son about the ins and outs of sex and, and, you know, puberty and all that kind of stuff when he's nine years old. We're not to that stage yet. Now yeah. he's 12, so we're getting to that stage. Yeah, different story. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to like those talks. Those are going to be awkward for him. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, necessary. It's necessary, Necessary, but yeah, but awkward. Yeah. Which That's hopefully, all. hopefully our podcast is necessary and entertaining. Yes, but not awkward. I don't think it's awkward. I feel like at times it's probably Probably. awkward, probably right now as we're rambling. So let's wrap this up. I feel like that was, that was a Olympus has fallen, right? I gave it, I gave it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mike Birbiglia's special, the new one. I gave it a three out of five. It made me laugh, but not enough. Nah, not enough. Go listen to my girlfriend's boyfriend, Mike Birbiglia on Spotify or wherever you get your music. You'll be able to find that album. Uh, absolutely hilarious, fantastic comedy album. Uh, and he does a, he's a really good storyteller, 
when he when it's crafted properly. He's really good at telling a story and keeping you with it, even with the asides. And this one just didn't do it. So you know, yeah. he's probably just tired and not getting as much sleep exactly. as a parent now. <laughs> That's exactly what he was talking about, and it showed. All right. <laughs> so as always, I'm Jeremy, and I'm Jason. We got you back. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can hit us up on Twitter at the underscore PG Pod. It's our new Twitter account. On Instagram at Parental Guidance Podcast, all together, lowercase, no spaces or anything like that. Or you can email us at pgpconnection at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and to many more episodes. Remember, we got you back. The Parental Guidance Podcast is a creation of Silver Badger Productions. If you would like more information, go to www.silverbadgerproductions.com or on Twitter at Silver Badger Pro.